Before we get into our episode with Kyle Draper of NBC Sports Boston here on the Causeway Street Podcast, I want to take this time to tell you about Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essential brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. It's the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you'll ever wear. And the website is so easy to use. I personally love their 100% cotton t-shirts, and I think you will too. And the best part about Mack Weldon is that they want you to be so comfortable that if you don't like your first pair of socks or underwears or anything that you get from them, they will refund you your money. No questions asked. Not only does Mack Weldon underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. For 20% off your first order, head to MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code STREETS. That's right. Cosby Street listeners get a 20% discount off your first order when you head to MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code STREET. That's MacWeldon.com. Enter the promo code STREET and you get 20% off your first purchase. Now let's get into our episode with Kyle Draper of NBC Sports Boston. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the beach. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. Back with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. What's going on, fellas? How we doing? Hey, what up? Got a very special episode in this edition of the Causeway Street Podcast. Really? Kyle Draper joining us in just one minute. Drapes! But first thing oh. first, guys, we got to talk about what's been going on this week in the NBA. Of course, the headline is what is happening in Minnesota. Jimmy Butler wants out. The meeting didn't go so well, and it sounds like Thibodeau might be the next one to go at some point, maybe by the end of the season, because the recent report says that, or at least speculates, that Thibodeau, without Jimmy Butler, doesn't want to lead this team anymore. So we're going to have to wait and see how things Sorry. unfold. And he also doesn't want to trade Jimmy Butler before the start of training camp. So this whole wish list that Jimmy Butler put together for the Minnesota Timberwolves might be on hold for quite a bit. But in the meantime, let's break it down, of course. What happens if Jimmy Butler does get traded to a team like the New York Knicks. What does that mean for the Boston Celtics? We'll break it all down. Also, we got plenty of talk of what's going to happen with the Kyrie Irving situation, you know, as we approach media day, as we approach the regular season. It's a contract year. I mean, this is what we're going to hear all season, right, fellas? I mean, what's going to happen next year? This story isn't going away. How many times is he going to be asked about his future in Boston? He's going to tell somebody from the media at some point to suck his you-know-what, I think. The media, yeah, I don't, I don't think that would go. Very I well. hope it's. Sway, uh, I bro. think it sounds I like a PR nightmare. Sway. I think, I think he doesn't care to pay the fine. Because <laughs> that's how, is that how annoyed he's going to be? Yes. Oh man. Yes. He's a unique cat. Remember. All right. Well, with that being said, let's get to our conversation with Kyle Draper of NBC Boston, making his first appearance on the Cosby Street Podcast. He is Kyle Draper. What's up, Kyle? Fellas, fellas, what is up? Thanks for having me on. Hey, Kyle. We're days away from media day, man. It's pretty much the unofficial start of the season, right? Exactly, right? And I like to consider the, the, the start of the season. When the kids start going back to school, it start getting dark a little earlier, yeah. start getting a little chilly, you can start smelling basketball in the air. And so uh, I can't remember the last time I've been this excited uh, for a Celtic season, man. It's going to be special. You know, it's funny. The last time I saw Kyle, man, he was knocking down jumpers, finishing fast breaks. <laughs> I, the media <laughs> game, man. Kyle was balling. <laughs> Kyle, where you learn uh, the ball like that, man? Come on. I, I, I was hey, surprised. man, the streets of Philadelphia, man. That's all I did, <laughs> man. I, it's, it's so crazy because I used to love basketball. I played it every day. And I remember when I got to college, uh, my first year at Temple, I was playing basketball every day instead of going to class. And trust me when I tell you this, my grades reflected that. 
And so, uh, you know, seriously, after my first semester and I got a couple of apps and everything, I was like, damn, I need to get it together, though. But ball is life, right? Yo, the- Wait, I, got, I, got, I do have a question, though. How trash was, was Joe Sway? I just need to know. <laughs> oh, he sort of man. told me. He was like, no, hey, he was a little rusty. Skills, man. Yeah, skills. tell him, God. Let him I know. I don't hate on my man like that. I can't do oh. my man dirty. Yo, okay. who you think was dropping those dimes with Kyle? Yeah. Bro? Come on, okay. man. Taking it to the hoop. You nah, know? man. Because when normally somebody comes out and they're like, yeah, I was a little rusty, that means like you were not. I mean, the fatigue <laughs> was a factor, but you yeah. know, it just the ball, the, the talent just takes over eventually. All right. All right. I'll give it to you. <laughs> All right, Kyle. So let's get into it. Uh, you know, obviously the, the, the big news of the week around the NBA, of course, is the fact that Jimmy Butler told Minnesota Timberwolves that he is not planning on sticking around after this season. He gave them a list of teams that he's willing to re-sign with and that that list starts with uh the la clippers at the top of the list reportedly we got the uh, brooklyn nets in there as well and we got the new york knicks now of course for celtics fans that's the one that stands out the most because you know with talks of Kyrie irving what he's going to do after this upcoming season i mean obviously if he's able to to team up with jimmy butler if the knicks are somehow able to to strike a deal for jimmy that sort of makes new york a, a bit more attractive uh in terms of what he's going to do in free agency but what does that mean for his future with the Celtics and, and, you know, what's going to happen after next season. I mean, obviously it's still early, but what do you, do you see that being a, a, a deal breaker for him in, in terms of sticking around in Boston? What's your take on it at this point? I'm a Celtics fan. I'm nervous. You, you can't just uh, keep your eyes closed and hope and wish he doesn't go to New York. I mean, you got to read the tea leaves too, you know, uh, this was Jimmy Butler report only adds more fuel to the fire. And so, I'm a Celtics fan. I'm, I'm nervous, fellas. I still think the Celtics have the best shot, obviously, at re-signing Kyrie. I give the Knicks maybe a 20% chance. But uh, you got to take the Knicks seriously. You know, if Butler does go to New York, you add Kyrie, you got a really big three going on right there before mm-hmm. Ziggis is healthy. So I'm a little nervous uh, if I'm a Celtics fan. So I, I guess I sort of look at it a different way. I, I don't know. From, from my perspective, Kyrie seems to be a little flighty right now with all the rumors coming out about his connection with Jimmy Butler. And then you couple that with his injury history and the amount of money that it's going to take Danny Ainge to re-sign him with the super max that he's eligible for. So do you think that it is sort of mutual right now that both sides aren't 100% in do you think Danny doesn't want to re-sign Kyrie 100% same way Kyrie doesn't want to sign with the Celtics? No, that's crazy talk. And, and, and I understand the injury crazy. history uh, and the knees and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But Kyrie took this team from, you know, a, 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 a good team, a good feel-good story, feel good story to a true contender. So Kyrie, in my opinion, is one of the top 10 players in the league. And I understand the injury history. But if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm all in on this guy. He's only 26. And I think, you know, if you can get him locked up uh, in the prime of his years, because right now he's just now entering his prime, I think, you would do it if you're Danny Ainge. Okay. I mean, I sort of differ on that opinion. And I'm surprised to hear you say crazy talk a little bit. Just because, you know, you think about the amount of money they're going to have locked up between Hayward and Kyrie if they if they lock him in. Yes, they got bird rights for Tatum and Brown. but that could come up eventually. You know what I mean? Especially if you got dead weight with Kyrie, if he turns into the next Grant Hill, if he turns into the next uh, Brandon Roy, Brandon Roy yeah. whoever that has continuous knee problems, isn't able to stay healthy, superstar talent, absolute superstar talent. But I mean, you're not one bit concerned about that injury history and locking him in to, to major money that could, in you know, could really... It could really change the way your future goes with Tatum and Brown. Yeah, that's true. But that's why I think this season is critical. You know, if Kyrie goes out there and plays 75 games, all is well. Uh, If he only plays 50 and has injury issues again, then you really start to question. Because, you know, the Celtics funded the latest one as just a cleanup procedure. You know, they had to remove some screws that would make them feel better. So those screws are gone right now. He should be have a clean bill of health. And so if he goes out and misses 20, 30 games again, then you can start questioning that. But uh, the good thing is Danny Ainge has time. No deal is going to get done uh, this year. And so uh, you got till next summer to, to truly uh, decide and figure it out. 
you know, Kyle, you talk about uh, the Golden State Warriors and, and seeing the Celtics match up with them. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like, okay, obviously the Warriors are the clear favorite heading into the regular season. I mean, they just picked up the Marcus Cousins. You know, they, they're in the middle of a dynasty here. But I feel like when you look at how Brad Stevens been able to play against them and now that, you know, Brad Stevens has a completely healthy roster. He's, he's you know, slated to, to probably, you know, some people probably haven't won in 60 games. I'm definitely one of those guys who are close to it. Am I, you know, you talk about crazy talk. Am I crazy in thinking that the Celtics have a legitimate chance against the Warriors? Again, I know it's early. I know this is obviously barring any injuries, but I just feel like when it comes to the X's and O's and the depth of this squad heading into this, you know, crucial season or most anticipated season since the 07-08 team, I just feel like the Celtics have a shot. I still think the Warriors are a favorite, but am I crazy in thinking that the Celtics have a shot in a seven-game series against the Warriors? No, no, no. They definitely have a shot. You know, if they meet in the finals, I got to go in six or seven games. Mm, uh, you know, think about it. The Warriors were on the ropes against Houston. Houston should have advanced in that series. So the Warriors are definitely beatable. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when uh, Cousins comes back, you know, how he fits in. Does, do they continue to roll? But, you know, when you look at the Warriors roster, I could argue that three of the top four players are on the Warriors team. And so, you know, and, and I think you're right about the depth. And to me, it's going to be guys like Tatum and Brown and what kind of contributions they can make on the biggest of stages. I have no concerns about Kyrie or Gordon or even Al Horford. Uh, I, you know, the young guys are going to have to step up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because, you know, there's talk of Jamal Crawford coming to Boston. Well, I think Golden State would actually be a great fit for him. You know, if they, they you know, add some firepower to that bench, I, I think Golden State, uh, they're going to be tough to beat. But no, no doubt. I mean, I, I would say uh, outside of Houston, the Celtics have just as good a shot as anybody to uh, beat Golden State. All right, I, I, I sort of agree. I just don't think they're going to get over that hump. But, I mean, my, in my opinion... <laughs> just, just, just stay committed to it. Come on. I, you sort of agree. Come no, on. no, I you think... You don't think the Suns have a shot at winning championship. They, I got had, they, I got they had a chance tell, before tell, Cousins got... Okay, that's what I was about to say. Tell Cousins, them why. Tell them why. I, okay, but that's, that, that's... That's Sean's thing, Kyle. That's all Sean, new. Sean's right. thing is, like, DeMarcus Cousins is going to go in there and, and put up 20 and 20 throughout the series. Like, you Every have game. that mindset that DeMarcus Cousins is going to bring that same the game team, to the Warriors. The team won the championship last year, and you bring in a... Legitimate, if not the best big man, the second best big man in the league. With the worst injury to any big man. Don't care. Thank you. He's going to come back. Whatever. We can get into that later. Okay. Well, let's ask Kyle. DeMarcus Cousins, if you had to, you know, predict what we're going to see when he finally hits the court, I don't know, mid-season or after the All-Star break, whenever that is, what what do you think we're going to see out of DeMarcus Cousins? And how, how how do the Warriors make that work with someone like Cousins who's pretty much throughout his entire career has been the go-to guy in every squad that he's been on, or at least one of them, and every single squad that he's been on, he's been the one or the two. Yeah, and that's, you know, and, and the thing about the Warriors, guys, they, they their offense is predicated on quickness exactly. and ball movement. Yes. Uh, can DeMarcus Cousins play that style? Or, or when he gets it, is he going to slow it down? Uh, I could say a lot of times, you know, DeMarcus Cousins maybe not even crossing half court because the Warriors play so fast, you know, they're going to get out and run and uh, put up, you know, the first open look they can get. Uh, he has to check himself. I mean, he's not going to be that 25 and 13 guy. If he's happy being a 16 and 8 guy, 9 guy, 10 guy, doing some of the other things, I think it can work. He's going to be key. He has to buy in. Same way Kevin Durant, when he got there, he brought in fully. Cousins has to do that. And uh, they seem to think it's going to work, man. But think about it. If you're a cousin, you got to make this work. I mean, this is a contract year for you. You know, he's going to have a chance to go out there and be a free agent uh, again. And so if you're Cousins, you've got to rehabilitate yourself. And you're not going to do that by going there and messing up the Warriors' chemistry. Yeah, no way. I, I think I don't think there's a chance of that. I don't. I, I think if, you, if you're looking at the Warriors versus the Rockets, the X factor is going to be DeMarcus Cousins. But let's get out of the Western Conference. I got, I got a question for you about our, uh, our very own Boston Celtics. So we talked a little bit about the young guys earlier. So. This year, second season for Jason Tatum. What is a legitimate expectation? Because I feel like there's, you know, number 24 on ESPN's top 100 list. Mm. There is a lot of hype around Tatum this year. What is a legitimate expectation for the Celtics to see out of Tatum this year in his progression? And, and is the hype real? Yeah, and that's the thing, man. I, I love Jason Tatum, but man, with the... the, the 
the hype train has, you know, left the building when it comes to this guy. He's going to be great. We know that. I just worry, are we asking too much too soon from this guy? You got Gordon Hayward coming back, an all-star. Jalen Brown, guys, hey, Jalen ain't taking a bad seat, back seat to anybody. Mm. You know what I mean? Jalen is hungry, too. And so yeah. I can see the Celtics uh, having, you know, four or five guys averaging anywhere between 16 to 22, 23 points. And for me, I got Tatum right around 17 points a game. I got Hayward right around 18 points a game. Kyrie will lead it. You got uh, Jalen Brown. He'll be at about 16. So for us to think that, you know, Tatum's going to make this tremendous lead and and average 20-something points per game, I don't think the Celtics offense is going to be like that. I think you got so many mouths to feed. First of all, Brad Stevens, you know, he's not a guy that plays his guys a lot of minutes. Tatum's not going to be playing 38, 39 minutes where he can get all those points. He'll be right around 32 minutes a game. And so I, I think, you know, the number I'm looking at for Tatum is his efficiency. Not necessarily right. how many points he scores, but when he does shoot the ball, how efficient he is. And I think he could be off the charts in that respect this year. We're going to get back to our conversation with Kyle Durbin in just one second. But let me take this opportunity to talk to you about simple contacts. If you are wearing contact lenses today and you find yourself dreading that annual appointment to renew your prescription, just like I do, then you're going to love simple contacts. Simple Contacts allows you to renew your expired contact lens prescription and reorder your brand of lenses from your phone or computer in just minutes. Now, this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam, but Simple Contacts offers every brand of lenses and their prices are unbeatable. The prescription is just 20 bucks. Simple Contacts offers the best prices on contacts and the kicker, shipping is free. So, get $20 off your first order at simplecontacts.com slash causeway and enter the promo code causeway at checkout. I repeat and listen, get your pen and pad out. Get $20 off your first order at simplecontacts.com backslash causeway and enter the promo code causeway at checkout. Give it a try and thank me later. Now, let's get back to Kyle Draper. So is the wealth of depth for the Celtics with Hayward, Brown, Tatum, and all those minutes to be shared up. You're going to put Marcus Morris in there. There's, there's a lack of minutes at the wing. Is that going to hurt Tatum's development at all this year? Or you think that, uh, because he benefited last year with all the injuries, he certainly right. did. So is that, going to, is that going to slow his development down this year? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, if he was playing for a garbage squad, he'd be getting 38 minutes and then taking a whole bunch of shots. How much does that help him? Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, there are a lot of mouths to feed, but trust me, he'll be in there. It's not like he's going to the bench or anything like that. You know, you could argue he's their second option. You know, at worst, he's their third option. And so he'll get his opportunities. And, you know, I feel like in the NBA, man, it's all about your situation. Uh, does Kawhi Leonard become Kawhi Leonard if he goes somewhere other than San Antonio? Does, does Jason Tatum, uh, if he went to Phoenix, let's say, uh, not a great culture, uh, does he become the player that he is? So I think it's a great situation for him. And that's why I say right about 17 points. You know, that's taken a major step, I think, in the development. A second-year player averaging 17 for what's sure to be, to, in my eyes, the number one team in the Eastern Conference. Mm. Hey, Kyle, this is uh, Joel. Uh, you mentioned Gordon Hayward a little earlier in the, in the episode. How do you think he's going to come out, especially at the beginning of the season? Um, do you see him getting anywhere close to his all-star form pre-injury? Uh, I don't know. I don't think he'll have you know much explosiveness out the gate. His uh, mobility might be might be hurt a little bit. No pun intended. But everything else, his shooting, his you know playmaking abilities. How how is that going to affect him when he returns? And how does he mesh with the rest of his teammates? In your opinion, here's a guy that hasn't played in a year, and so you got to get his wind back, get his legs back, and so. Does Hayward get a longer leash during the preseason? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think Brad will push him 30-something minutes a game. I, I think, you know, to start off, he'll be at 25 minutes. And they'll bring him back slowly. I still think he'll start right from the get-go, right from the jump. And when he does get back to full speed, and I say this at the offices over at NBC Sports Boston all the time, I don't care how Gordon Hayward looks in October and November. For this team, I want Gordon Hayward to be at his best in April, May, and June you know, for where this team needs to go. So 
they don't have to rush him back and put a bunch on his shoulders. I don't know he wants to get back to, to his pre-injury self, but, you know, I don't think they'll push him right out the gate. Uh, they'll, they'll play it slowly with him, knowing that, you know, when you really need him the most is, is April, May, and June. Okay, so I know it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to vary from team to team, but in, in your eyes, who's the starting five here for the Celtics on opening night? No, it's the same starting five we saw uh, opening night in Cleveland, if I'm correct. You got Kyrie, mm. Jalen Brown, Tatum, Gordon Hayward, and Al Warford. You go with a small lineup. Uh, it'll be interesting because they open up against the Sixers, and so is Al Horford and Embiid going to match up? They did that early last year, uh, and Al had some success uh, with them earlier last year. And so I think that'll be your starting lineup. Uh, you know, And then it's a battle for minutes for the big men, right? You go with Daniel Tice, uh, first big man off the bench. Yeah, I can't you go with Aaron Baines off the bench. And so I always say this is Brad Stevens' toughest coaching job so far in the NBA. You know, when you have, it, it's easy when you got five guys who are clearly better than the other. But when you got 10, 11 guys that truly deserve some minutes, it's going to be tough. You know, speaking of Philadelphia, Kyle, you talk about how, you know, you have the Celtics at the top uh, of the Eastern Conference, you know, heading into the regular season, probably what we're going to see at the end of it. But um, with Philadelphia, you know, in the mix, of course, right there, right below them, how far is that gap between the Celtics and the Sixers? Because, I mean, you look from afar or you look at what happened Last postseason, you saw them fall to the Celtics in a five-game series. No Kyrie, no Hayward. I mean, how can the Sixers sort of erase that and, and catch up and, and close that gap between one and two? Or is there not that big of a gap? I mean, is, this, is it a significant gap? Or are, are the Philadelphia 76ers right there with the Celtics? Where, where do you see things? I think they needed LeBron James. No, I think man. it's a significant gap because if you look at the, the talent the Celtics added, you know, from that uh, second round series with the Sixers, you added back in Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. The Sixers, their major move was bringing in Wilson Chandler, you know, and, and maybe they'll you know, get something out of Martel Fultz. And so I still game. think the Sixers are a good year or two away from really challenging the Celtics. I do think this year helped them immensely. Like, if Ben Simmons will not score one point in a playoff game ever again. I can't see that. I will happen, bet right? you. I will bet you right now that's happening again. <laughs> that will happen one more time. Well, they, are they going to let Tatum drop? Happen, man. Are they going to let Tatum drop at least twenty points every single game in the series? Because that's what happened last season. I mean, they don't defend. That's true. He, he, he may even shoot a three. You know exactly. I, I, I think the way Ben Simmons went out, if he comes back in as soft like he was in that series, and and, and is playing the same way. To me, that, 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 that's a failure. The leap you make from year one to year two is so key. We saw it from Jalen Brown. And so I think the Sixers are legit. Uh, are they the second-best team in the East? I'm not so sure about that, guys. People sleeping on Toronto, right? You're a Raptors believer? People are sleeping on Toronto. I'm not, Raptors, I'm I, I, if Kawhi is Kawhi, right? Because mm -hmm. that's the oh, key. Okay. Yeah. Kawhi has to be Kawhi. But I like the trade that the Raptors did. I love DeMar DeRozan. But not only do you get Kawhi, you get Danny Green, who had a down year last year, mm. but he can shoot still. And so I, I think that's an under, you know, underreported move that the Raptors made, you know, mm. by also getting Danny Green in that trade. Yeah, a lot of people don't talk about Danny Green. I mean, he wasn't that I deal. talk about him. I don't really like him that much as a player, but I mean, that's, yeah, I, mean, I wait, think I think he was, a, I, truthfully, I think Danny Green was a throw-in because he's just, a, uh, he, he benefited from the pop system, just like you said mm. about Kawhi earlier. I mean, I think Kawhi's obviously way better. Way, but like yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a superstar. But I mean, I don't know. That's just me. I'm not scared of Toronto. Of course you're not. You're a Boston fan, man. Hey, like, hey, uh, I'm, hey wait, Drape, Drape, Drape. I am, I am a Kawhi preacher. Two years ago, I said Kawhi's better than LeBron James. I know, I know that sounds crazy. I love Kawhi. I just don't think there's a chance in hell that. Kawhi Leonard's going to play 100% for Toronto this year. There's no way that's happening. He doesn't need to play for his contract. He's going to sign with LA. He just plays it out. Don't get injured. Cash in. That's what I think his attitude is. Which LA team, though? Clippers or the Lakers? The Lakers. He's going to LeBron, bro. Yeah, well, at the same time, though, Sean, Sean loves the Celtics probably as much as you love the, uh, the, the Sixers when Iverson was still leading the squad back in the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to switch, to switch gears a little bit here. Um, Jabari Bird been in the news over the last few weeks uh, to start the month off. There was a report that came out earlier this week that apparently he was uh, getting treated by a Celtics doctor for mental health prior to his arrest. 
uh, I just want to get your take on that report and everything else going forward. Do you do you see the Celtics, who are a big advocate of uh, mental health awareness in the league, that if he does get cut, does that mean that the Celtics are kind of cleaning their hands of Jabari Bird, or is it something else? What do you think? Before we even talk about the Celtics, I mean, Jabari Bird might be spending some time in jail. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, let, let, let's keep it real. And so, uh, you, clearly, this guy is dealing with some issues. And, uh, you know, uh, there, there's more than, you know, him being a basketball player. To me, you know, basketball right now is, is the furthest thing, you know, that should be from, from his mind right now. He's clearly dealing with some issues. And yeah. I don't think he'll suit up for the Celtics ever again, man. Yeah. I, I just yeah. think. You know, there's something bigger than basketball going on with Jabari. You wish him well, obviously. Uh, you hate to see, uh, you know, what he allegedly uh, did to this young lady. You hate to hear about that. And so uh, I just think, you know what, there's some some issues going on. And, and the Celtics say they're going to let the league handle it. And, uh, you know, the league does have personal conduct policies and all that. And, but more, more, you know, urgently is, is A, is mental health, and B, you know, the legal issues that he has from this. And so, I mean, this is a guy that finally was going to get his shot, you know, getting a two-year deal. He finally made it to say he's truly in the NBA, and now this happens. Uh, clearly, there's uh, something else going on there. All right. He is Kyle Draper of NBC Sports Boston. Kyle, man, I can't thank you enough, man. I appreciate you checking in with us here on Causeway Street Podcast, making your debut, Kyle. I appreciate it. All right, fellas. Thanks for having me. I'll see you guys uh Next week, I guess, media day and then preseason basketball. Here we go. Yeah. Real quick, Kyle, before you get out of here, what's your prediction? Celtics record by the end of the Ooh. end of the April. There you go. I like that. I, I got them uh, 62 and 20. How about Ooh. that? I think they'll break That's quite a season. Right? They're, they're, <laughs> they're going to win 60 games. Yeah, nice. I was thinking 60 and 22. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Hearing yeah, it out loud, though, yeah, I, means something. Yeah, that's a, that's a sexy record. Right. <laughs> I like that. It's going to be a fun season. Hey, Kyle, thanks again, man. We'll uh, We'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Later. Yeah. 62 wins. Man, 62 and 20. My, My prediction is 60. I mean, I I just... That's only four wins off from the 2007-2018. Yeah, right? When you think about it. So that's what I said. But it, I mean, 62 wins on paper doesn't seem that bad. When you say it out loud, though... Well, when you think about how weak the Eastern Conference is yeah. in comparison to the Western Conference, I mean, it's not completely out of the questions. No. It's not crazy to think that they can pull it off. And you know what? Speaking of the Eastern Conference, uh, the fanboy comment, ah, come on, man. Like, come on. Like, that's uh, whatever. Oh, they, they, they hit you there a little they bit? They hit me a little hard. A little I, hard. I, I almost spazzed, but I didn't spaz. So I, I'm <laughs> you good. almost spazzed. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. Everything's come on, Sean. Is that really the first time you heard so that? So the Raptors ain't going to be good this year, bro. They're not no, going to be yes, good this year. they will be. No, they're we not talked going about, to be good yo, this year. We talked about this. What was the last episode or the episode before that? Everyone's talking about Philadelphia. I'm like, don't sleep on the Raptors. No, because sleep on the Raptors. Sleep on Kawhi the Kawhi Leonard, if he, if he returns to what he was two years ago, He's the best player in the Eastern Conference. I do like how everybody. He's the so, new LeBron James. Everybody, everybody who says that is so confident. Like, don't sleep on the Raptors if Kawhi Leonard plays uh, plays 100. You don't. No one knows if he, what he's going to do. So yeah, stop acting like you know. You, but why do you say that as if like that's like ridiculous? It is ridiculous to say he's not going to play 100. Man, he's, he's well. I mean, just he like may, he may just come like over the you, first 40 games, play great, and then just shut it down for the entire season. Yeah, but that, just like how you're saying that. And for those that are on on the opposite end of the spectrum, then you're you're right. True, no I one just, knows. Yeah, but I don't think it's a you know far gone conclusion that he's going to the Lakers, especially with Jimmy Butler Hell wanting no. to go to the Clippers. Say if he gets traded to the Clippers, he's he's already said that he's going to resign with the Clippers. So why wouldn't he want to go to the Clippers? Now, may I ask uh, something Kawhi? weird? Now, let me ask something weird. Right, he doesn't like playing for Thibodeau in Minnesota. Who? Butler. Well, Butler's. I don't think it's no. It's not that. Butler's main issue is the culture. Cat too. He's got issues with Cat. Uh, okay, well, Cat Cat is part of the issue, but my so my but, in my opinion, it's the culture. He feels like this team is just not all in. They're, they're, they're not willing they're to put in the work. Yeah, they're they're still young and they're still so you know, you think, not another reason why I think not completely focused the way they should be. Tibbs is an overrated coach because he's also the GM of the squad right now. So what's he going to do? Fire himself? On the GM's party, I think he did a pretty good job. He got Jimmy Butler there, he got Jeff Teague there, he's I mean, got he Cad, he's he got put Wiggins. together one yeah. heck of a roster. Remember yeah. last year we were talking about them being a potential top yeah. 5 just, team. Yeah, you're can't right. coach. Okay, okay, thank you. It doesn't mean you can yeah. put you can put everybody together, but if you can't make everybody mesh and you want to bring, you know, the 2009 Bulls together Listen, again, the problem is, is that it's not gonna work. he doesn't play his bench guys. You can't 
have a starting five and be like, yeah, I'm good, man. I don't care who's on the bench. I ain't fucking playing anyways. Like, why, did, why did Crawford want to leave? Why was he even there? Yeah, but the they ta- didn't play him. Yeah, but Sean, the talent that they have in that starting five is legit. That's not. Right. It eight, is legit. That's not an eight seed. No, team. absolutely even in the not. Western Conference, absolutely but that's what not. they did last year. They well, were Jimmy was seed. out for like two months. Before Jimmy well, was out, they were in the on. they were the four fifth seed for hold on, a good whole chunk of the season. But is mm. this a Jimmy Butler problem or is it a Thibodeau problem? I think it's both. I don't think I think Jimmy Butler's all about himself. Yeah. I think he's like. If I stay here, they're going to expect to re-sign me, and I don't want to stay here long term. I just don't think he wants to stay in Minnesota. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I, anyone I wants to stay in Minnesota. Well, he, he's, he obviously doesn't have the patience for the squad, and he well, sees yeah. the direction that it's going in. They're not going to shake things up in the middle of, you know, Cat's I think rising moving, career. You he's know? moving to L.A. Tibbs will be the assistant coach with Doc. Doc maybe just moved to the front office. You never know. See what <laughs> happens. That's just getting back reunited, and I, I don't know. The fact that the Clippers are on the top of his list when – doesn't make any sense. Why? Well, he doesn't want to play with LeBron. I think he's kind of made that known. Sure, fine. I don't like, care. Like, there's, the there's Lakers were attracted to him. Twenty-eight before. other teams in the league. You, yeah, you don't but, have to go to LA at all. Well, that's not that's not the only team he wants to go to. He wants to go to New York. Is on the squad, which I don't understand. Why is New York on people's list? What is there? Listen, New York is never on anybody's list. It's the New York media who has the most pull in all of sports media. Always. Where did LeBron, where was LeBron going to sign if you went back well, to 2008? He said, he also New said York. That, New York's got a chance. New York. No, they never had a freaking chance. Well, guess they, where? They said New Jersey, too. So going back to what yeah, I was the, about to say, the like Brooklyn, the, the get Brooklyn the, thing. Get so the fuck out of here. I'm just saying, just being in the state of New York, what is, what is the attraction? In my opinion, it's about the cap space. Jimmy Butler's looking at it as, okay, I need another, I need a, obviously a, a, a two, you know, I need a partner. And with the cap he space, needs a, he that needs all a three, one and a three. He's a two. Well, okay. All right. With all three of those teams, they all have that luxury that they have enough money to go out and get somebody. It was going to be a very stacked free agency pool next summer. But what makes New York stand out out of all three of the teams is the fact that they have they already have an all-star. The Clippers don't have an all-star. The Nets don't have an all-star. Porzingis is an all-star, and he's only 24 years old. I mean, you grab somebody else. You have Jimmy Butler. You got yourself a squad. Was he an all-star? It's like what, yeah. it's like what Kyle said, yeah. I mean, he made it over somebody who was injured. I forget who, but. Still, an all star is an all star. I mean, the numbers don't lie as well. The numbers were there. You know, he well, had a he, good season. But he didn't play because he was out for like half the season. Yeah. yeah. But he right. Also right. And he's going to miss the first think, couple of months. I, but I mean, I, he's still who, he is who he is. I don't think Porzingis is an attraction, though. I don't. I don't think that the Knicks have done anything to show you that. So that's what I'm we that's can my, that's build my question. around Porzingis. What's the attraction of any New York team? There's no Brooklyn attraction. The There's no attraction except the bright lights of Times Square in New York City. That's it. Or look what, Kyrie Irving. Look, look what. Carmelo did. Carmelo thought, I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to be the face of the NBA, bro. I'm going to go to New York. Well, that's his hometown. Be the face so of the NBA. It don't, don't matter, though. He wanted to go to New York because it's New York. Got there. Guess what? Guess who turns on you faster than Boston fans? New York fans. So if Jimmy Butler goes there and it's not an immediate playoff team, then sorry, Jimmy, you're not going to have as much success. And I also think that the Kyrie thing is an interesting part of this, but I don't think that there's a chance in hell that Jimmy Butler is going to dictate where Kyrie Irving goes. I think it's the exact opposite. I think that where Kyrie Irving goes, then Jimmy will go there. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't think there's a there's a chance in hell that Kyrie's on the fence right now. And then he's like, oh, yo, Jimmy went to New York. I'm going to go to New York now. I don't think it works that way. J- I, Kyrie. I, yeah, I see I see what you're saying, but I think that it, it looks a lot more attractive if you know Jimmy Butler's there and Porzingis is there. You know, and you're in the Eastern Conference. But and the, it's the Atlantic Division. Sure. And but, you can compete against Boston and Toronto. Nah, but I mean if if he if he if he goes in and gets to game seven of the NBA championship this year on Boston, why would you know you know what I mean? Like yeah. why would he then just go to New York because Jimmy Butler's there? You know I mean, what I mean? Either way though, like the, Jimmy Butler's like a top twenty player in the NBA. There's plenty of there's nineteen other or eighteen other players in the NBA you can go right. play with that is as good as Jimmy Butler. But the thing you got to remember too though, either way, I mean the Knicks just they just can't pull off this deal. Like listen, I know no, Tibbs loves himself some former Bulls, but he's not going to trade for a Joe Kim Noah with 18 million on the books for the next two seasons. I mean that's just not going to happen. Yeah, he Getting wouldn't. a third team involved, like what third team is going to help this and plus you help can't. this trade without getting the best player out of the deal? Well, that's uh, that's Jimmy a, Butler. Well, that's the Bulls team, thing. you can't do it if you trade Butler. Hello. Hello. Oh yeah, I know. But that's another thing I don't understand about Jimmy Butler demanding a trade to one of these three teams. What do these three teams have that Minnesota wants? Nothing. Well, mm, Spencer the Clippers, Dinwiddie. The Dinwiddie. Clippers, they got a couple pieces that I would, if I'm Minnesota, I would consider dealing for. No, it wasn't you. You shot on the Clippers 
last episode. I did. They were the I think they're one of the worst teams in the NBA. Right. Well, if you're looking for like a fourth, fifth I mean, option or I mean, even third option, I mean, you I got think guys Tobias like Harris fits on the Wolves exactly. better than that's what I'm better saying. than the Clippers. I well, mean, or how about a shooter? You know, Clippers got. I mean, if you're desperate, if you're a desperate NBA team, right? And you're you're look you're uh, so the Clippers are a desperate NBA team, right? They got. Uh, let's they, have, just, they have money for they got Bradley for two max and Harris player deals right now. Other than that, they got nothing. Yeah, but if you if you were to take Harris, if you were to trade Bradley and Harris to the Wolves for Jimmy Butler, then you got someone. Then you got a top twenty player in the NBA rather than two top fifty players in the NBA. You know what I mean? And then you can maybe start to move pieces around. But at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense for anybody in that deal. That's why I don't get these teams because. Jimmy Butler isn't going to stay in the, with the Clippers. If they don't put anything around him and they have to trade their two best players away, why would he stay in, in the, with the Clippers? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know Why? You know what team would be... Well, he would be the main focus, which I think that's which what he is wants. fine, but then what do they have to build around him with I mean, the shadow goes, of LeBron in LA as well in the same, same back, arena? But it goes back to... That doesn't make any sense. But it goes back to why he's, he has this friction with, with Cat. Because Cat also said uh, he ain't, he's not signing any extension until that's figured out with Jimmy Butler. Is he going to be here long term or is he bouncing? Yeah, I mean, this changes if everything. In, if this I'm changes in, everything. If I'm Minnesota. Minnesota. Like they, they, they traded away a good chunk of their future for one year of Jimmy Butler. Let's think about that. Zach Levine and Chris Dunn. And, and a couple a of draft picks. Pick. Yeah. That's big. For one Anyways. year. For one year, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I just hope to God. I was we were talking about this off air before we got on, which the best conversations happen off air, guys. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm just saying. You know, you wish you lived That's true. with me. We say that a lot, though. We That's do. True. We, we always say like, "Oh, that would have been good." Sorry. No, we don't say that a lot. Well, <laughs> you know what team? If I'm the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know what team I want to make a trade with? Mm. The Houston Rockets. And tell me, the Rockets wouldn't like someone like Butler to to replace. Uh, what was it? Eric Gordon and, and, and PJ Tucker. Now listen, the names aren't that's as sexy. your trade. The, the names aren't as sexy. Why the hell? The names aren't as sexy, but that's exactly what they need, though. They well, need yeah. a shooter. Yeah, they need defense. Why don't you just wait and just sign Butler in the offseason? Because that's not one of the teams that's on his quote unquote list. Yeah. But you put Jimmy Butler on that squad and that starting five in Houston, your team just got better. Well, yeah, but I don't think he wants to play second fiddle anymore. I think. So for one season, two, though? Two things. Two things for that we season? talked about. Jimmy Butler would have fit the Celtics two years ago when it was an Isaiah Thomas-led team. We needed a second scorer, a second wing player, someone that could take oh, over yeah. the game when Isaiah wasn't able this to. This is when I wanted the quartet to happen, right. remember? exactly. Isaiah, Butler, Horford, and, you know, this was years ago, Kevin Durant. Yeah. So, right, right before the, oh, the, the big meeting. Or, or, or even George. Hayward. Or Paul George, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Insert any name here. Sure. sure. When we before Kyrie, <laughs> the big quartet before, before the Warriors pulled it off this past summer. Before Kyrie, that was, that was my, that Jimmy was my Butler would have fit great into the Celtics. Now and then they he Horford doesn't too. fit great. You got Hayward and you got Kyrie and you got Tatum and Brown. We don't need Jimmy Butler. I, I was gonna say, well, no one would. Not, not only which that. one of us hold on. wants uh, Butler? Hold on. No, 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 he's just he's just stating that just to talk about it. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, good, saying, it's good you're bringing it up. If Kyrie, because we've said Jimmy Butler to the Celtics for years. <laughs> like, yeah, we've yeah, been. Yeah, but you're right. We Two years ago, that was it. Pre-injury, Jimmy yeah. Butler. Yeah. But if Kyrie is so petty to the point that he doesn't see that How he's got he? up and coming Tatum, up and coming Brown, you have Hor- uh, Hayward coming off a uh, injury. Horford still locked in, and that this isn't the place to win championships, and he wants to go with his buddies, then let him the fuck go. I swear to God, like I don't, I don't want a guy around that isn't completely bought into the system. That's gonna understand. We, you got it perfectly here. You thought you had it good in Cleveland. You got it even better here. Yeah, but Sean, you're not even completely bought into the system. Yeah, you're still he just you're still that, bro. Yeah. You're hesitant about it. You're hesitant about his health. Yeah, not only hesitant about his health. You think Danny's hesitant of signing him? That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm expanding upon that point. I'm saying if he is so like, I just hope that the Celtics. Yeah, I just hope the Celtics don't do anything stupid to appease Kyrie Irving Mm. by going out and trying to make a play for Jimmy Butler. I've heard Jalen Brown for Jimmy Butler today. I've heard it multiple times. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've heard that. There's no room just, for Jimmy. Just, There's no room just for Jimmy to make, Just to make sure Kyrie signs, yeah. which doesn't make a single ounce of sense to me. So that's what I'm trying to say is, I got you. if Kyrie is so concerned about another player on another team, and that's what he cares about, other than 
everything that's laid out for him in Boston, then I don't want Kyrie around here. He's not good for the culture. He's not good for the Boston Celtics. Agreed. Okay. Before we get into everyone's favorite part of the Cowboys Street Podcast, in case you missed it, I'm going to talk briefly about Calm Bomb. Calm Bomb. Not Rage Against Machines, Calm Like a Bomb, but we're talking about Calm Bomb. This is your patented cannabis oil CBD bath bomb. So this is that good, good. That through a proprietary formula will allow the CBD to be better absorbed through the skin, offering maximum relief for chronic pain and anxiety. So if you are out there looking for relief, the Calm Bomb is your bath bomb of choice. I know I got one for my uh, significant other, and she has never been more relaxed in her entire life. These are made right here in Boston, Massachusetts. 100% vegan, organic, cruelty-free bath bomb. I don't even want to know what a cruelty bath bomb looks like, but these ones are cruelty-free. Also, cool part about the Calm Bomb is $5 from each box is going directly to families in need. So you can drop one of these bad boys in your bath Get relaxed, get calm, aka calm bombed, and feel pretty good about it because you're donating $5 to people in need. So, again, if you are looking for revolutionary relief, calm bomb is a revolution in relief. This revolutionary formula ensures CBD is fully absorbed, and every box helps a struggling mom by donating $5 to charity. Calm bomb is now searching for crowdfunding partners. The donations are inexpensive and rewards are long-lasting. And now, for a limited time, listeners can get Calm Bomb at a huge discount by going to our website, www.buybombshelpmoms.com. Again, that's buybombshelpmoms.com and clicking on our Indiegogo page. Buy a Calm Bomb, you won't be upset. All right, it's about that time where we get into a final segment of the Causeway Street Podcast, the way we end every single episode every of single one? the Causeway Street Podcast, or whenever Joel feels most. like doing it. Oh. Most, oh. most episodes. Oh, that's messed up, man. I was away on vacation. Hey. You, know, you, know, you guys didn't pick out the slack. It's all right. It's all good. Oh, was well, just because you dropped that epic summer wrap-up in case you missed it. Now you got... You got swag <laughs> to yourself now? You got, you got feelings now? That yeah, was yeah. epic, though. Yeah, that was man. epic. It was epic. Yeah. I always stay swaggy, okay? Now that now now in case you missed it, this is the end all be all now. All right, Joel. Well go ahead, Joel. What you got for us? What do we miss? No, I don't feel like doing it anymore. No, <laughs> <laughs> in case you missed it. 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 Philadelphia Center Sixers have made Eldon Brand their new GM. If you forgot, remember when the Sixers pretty much all summer were without a GM? After it came to light that Brian Colangelo and his wife were tweeting from several burner accounts. <laughs> I can't believe that. I can't believe that About happened. current and former 76er players, needless to say, Colangelo, quote unquote, resigned, but we all know he got fired. Got pushed out. Got pushed out. Uh, Elton got Brand. Got boxed out by Elton Brand. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was good at doing that. He was. Great. He was good. He had a position in the uh, organization and got pretty much promoted to being the GM. Did could he you play? imagine? That's pretty random. Could you imagine being the guy? That was like two seasons ago. That's like. That was two years ago? I could have sworn. Yeah, I remember one, time, one game he checked in. I was like, Elton Brand still plays? Yeah, that was two years ago? Okay. <laughs> Could you imagine no, being think- the guy in the front office that's like just been working his entire life, dreams of becoming a GM, <laughs> Fucking Elton and he's like, Colangelo's gone, man. I'm, I'm next in line, bro. I think like <laughs> I've done everything right. I've done, I've been here for 10 years. I've been working. I've moved myself on the company. <laughs> you know, you and, know his co-worker is just like, oh, looks like you're up next, buddy. Hey, hey, <laughs> you, hey Colangelo's gone, huh? You must be psyched, huh? He, he did like the modest, like, nah, nah, nah we'll, we'll see nah. what happens, man. We'll and then happens. all of a sudden, like Elton Brand just fucking retires and this is like, hey, I'm going to be the GM, all right? And he's like, oh. I thought I thought that that, that was my job. I thought you were gonna play in the big three. No, they call <laughs> no, they, they call what? this big they Are call this serious? big meeting, and he's thinking it's, it's he is it on him. It's yeah, it, you know, like, I got the like, email no, coming in they for brought, a big meeting. They brought Elton Brandon to announce me. Oh, 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 oh this is great. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a suit and everything, and then he's the uh, one getting on, uh, getting the job. <laughs> the player I think you were thinking about that you were like, oh, he still plays was uh, Mecca Okafor. Because he, he did play this uh, season. It was Okafer. <laughs> no, yes. but Brand played he made, like, a, he made a comeback. Last year. He made a comeback. <laughs> like Brand. And I hear he's going to be assistant GM in the Sixers. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Uh, it's not no, true. no lie. There was like <laughs> like 10 people that stood up and were going nuts. And like one of them had a UConn jersey on. Uh, 
That's 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 insane. Still holding the dream. Hey, <laughs> I give him his props, man. He was the, he was that dude in, uh, he, in he Stores, was. Connecticut. He was that sure guy. Was. But, but damn, no, I, we, I, we, that surprised me. We were talking about players in like the mid twenties who, because of injury, who are like MVP mm. type yeah. caliber players. Okafor is one of them. Well, I was thinking about Brand. Brand was. Okafor for, for his too? for yeah, his position both of them, yeah. for his position especially after you know he brought, he brought the, the Clippers to the to the playoffs after like I don't know how many year drop Brand mm. was the knees right Brand Brand yeah. was his knees Emeka Okafor was a back yeah yeah mm. yeah he had like he had a really bad back show that yeah. dude was, and he was getting paid like like twenty five million that dude was defensive player of the court. year bro rookie yeah. of the year like don't that that legit his yeah. he was healthy he would be yeah. one of the best best big men in the when NBA I, when I saw that dude moving up and down the court I was like yo that back is like sixty five years old yeah. It's like that Greg Oden back. Yeah. Yo, but before those before, Greg Oden knees. <laughs> before the Sixers made their their little mini run around like 2011, 2012. Remember when they when they they signed Brand, and he was supposed to be like the face of their franchise with like Evan Turner coming in. Mm. Oh yeah. That never, that never materialized. Right. That one decent oh, they, season oh, they where they went to the Evan second Turner. round. Remember how oh, mad yeah. they were? He was yep. just, second pick, right? Second second pick, second pick overall. Yep. Second overall pick. But then they brought him to the. Game seven against the Celtics. Yeah. 2012. That's right. 2012. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 2012 series. Evan Turner, where, like, Evan Turner Paul Pierce little... was like falling out like every other game that series. Yeah, yeah but that's when Lou, uh, Lou, Williams. Lou Williams was going off. Lou man. Williams, Evan Turner. Uh, Drew Michael Holiday. Carter Williams rookie year, right? Don't sleep on Drew Holiday. Though. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday was a beast too. And then he reminded us this past postseason with the uh, Pelicans. He had a couple mm-hmm. of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Uh, in case you missed it. We talked about Sports Illustrated's, I don't know, semi-whack list last week, but ESPN, no, dropped, whack, Sean whack ESPN has been dropping not all their lists, but pretty much doing the a good old, chunk of their list. Doing the old ESPN thing. This week. Yo, why did they do that? Just just drop the whole list. ESPN. Yeah. Well, they're doing it in installments because they want people talking about it, obviously. But I found it interesting that they included Marcus Smart on this one. Mm. And Sean, you, you, Damn said, right. you said that you would put him at exactly number 100, right? Yeah. Top 100 players. Yep. ESPN has them at number 55. How do you feel about Well, that? Jesus, that's freaking good. <laughs> Higher than fucking Terry Rozier, who was that? Yo, like? they could have put Marcus Smart at number 20, and Sean would be like, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time. Nah. I mean, he's not an all-star. 55 but, I mean, is high. 55. But I think that he should be... If Okay, so... Rem- okay. Was he higher than Booker? <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> I, if, I you, if you talk about the best role players in the NBA... Wherever you start naming them, you should start naming Marcus Smart. That's that's what I think. So like, when when I, I it's hard to fucking gauge what a hundred best NBA players are. So I don't know when that starts. I would assume it starts around seventy. I would assume you get like to the best three or four players on every team, seventy to eighty. That's when you start getting the solid best role players on a good on to a good great team. team. Exactly. Like that's- that mean that. That's, you know what I mean? That's when your value. So I, if if anywhere anywhere between seventy right. to one hundred, I would put Marcus Smart. And I mean, that's not including like up and coming people that you have to probably put ahead of him and all that stuff. Though no, he, this is what he is. Right. This is what he he is what he is, and you have to respect it. And you, if you putting him outside of the top one hundred, is a farce. Well, yeah, the, the team that you play for means everything in these rankings. You can be the best role player for the Sacramento Kings, and you're not going to be number fifty or whatever. You know you'll what be like, number hundred. Yeah, not hundred and fifteen. You're not even going to be on the list. Like, if you were to put Marcus Smart with the same numbers, or maybe even a little, maybe you could spike his numbers a bit because he's playing for the Kings. No, if you he was still on the Kings, wouldn't be. He would be, be the best player on the Kings. Right, but you wouldn't He'd be the best player. You you still wouldn't be ranked top sixty. Right. You know, because you play for the Kings, right. but when you play for the Celtics and when you you know come up big in the big games, the Eastern Conference Finals, etc., that's when your value no, see, goes up. See, here's my thing, though. If Marcus Smart played for any other team in the league, he would be sought after mm. so much. Like the fact that he plays in Boston, and you know we hype our guys up, and like everyone knows that we hype our guys up. Like that's what I feel like. But if he was in Orlando. Like just ball, doing exactly what he does right now, shooting the exact same percentages, but just like making Orlando somehow like a a fun team to watch because Marcus Smart's fun to watch. He'd be he'd be viewed much higher around the league. Mm. Well, Terry Rozier mm. was uh, ranked at number eighty two. Eighty two, same as Sports Illustrated. See, eighty two Rozier, eighty three Marcus Smart. I'm cool with that. Okay, vice flip them either. Flip I don't em. flip them either. I don't care. Mm. 
Right around that spot, though. 75 to 100. All I'm right. Cool with that. Um, Gordon Hayward was number 40. Low. Yeah, it's pretty low. Jalen, low. Jalen Brown, number 37. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. But he was... Wow. He was number, what was Jalen Brown? Number, he was number 47 on Sports Illustrated. Yeah, he was 47. I thought that was a little high. Yeah, ESPN sucking. And, and Sports Illustrated for Gordon Hayward had him at 25. Sucking some D. Mm. See, the reason why I think Jalen Brown was a little high on the other list was because the guys around him, the guys in front of him, I should say, you know, we talked about the names out there, and I'm just like, you have the list? how is Devin Booker below... Jalen Brown. That I mean, make any sense. but then that exactly proves my point, though, because Devin Booker plays for the Phoenix Suns. Mm. You know, uh, Al Horford was at number thirty-four, versus being number seventeen on Sports Illustrated's list. That's pretty low. That's really low. Jason Tatum, yeah. number twenty-four mm. on ESPN's list, versus thirty-seven. You know what? Thirty-nine. You know 30, what? 30, though? 39, you know what though? 39, thirty-nine. You yeah. know what though? The ESPN list is more of like a prediction. Whereas Sports Illustrated was like, no, this is where these guys are right now heading into the regular season. Oh, so it? what? it's yeah. like ESPN's projecting Tatum's going to be an all-star. 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. So I like where he's at because that's okay. that's in the twenty four top 24 range, top 25 player in the NBA. I agree with that because that's – because when you look at – Kelly Olynyk was 88, bro. When you look at what they're doing, I mean, that's it makes perfect sense. You got uh, Kyrie, number 20, and that's the highest any Celtic is on this list. Is Terry Rozier six better players than Kelly Olynyk? Oh no, he's a lot more. Then Kelly Olynyk was eighty-eight on this. That's list. what I'm saying. I think I think Wait, uh, Terry Terry is uh, he should be ranked higher in both Tim, lists. On Tim both Hardaway lists. Jr. You taking him over Terry Rozier? Negative. What about Harrison Barnes? Wow. Okay. No, Andre Robertson at seventy-eight. Harrison like Barnes this. in the eighties. OG a new boy. Yo, get the f out of here, man. It's the Whoa. projections, man. Kyrie, Kyrie right now is number 20, right? So let me read you the next set, right? Clay Thompson, Ben Simmons, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, Draymond Green, Victor Oladipo, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Nikola Jokic, and Chris Paul, number 11. Okay, can I just cue this up real quick? Um, <laughs> Sean just saw where DeMarcus Cousins is ranked. 60. And he's 69. 69, sorry. Are you kidding? How is Will Barton a better player than DeMarcus Cousins? Because How someone, is Josh Richardson a better player than DeMarcus Cousins? How is Marketing? Are you it's a Reddick? Projections, Sean. Yo, Reddick is 66 and DeMarcus Cousins is 69. Are you this list is bullshit. Are you kidding me? 69? 14 and 69? 11, Sean. Mark my words. 69? 69? 14 points and 11 rebounds. As much as he's, that's his numbers next year. JJ Reddick that's is like be 40 years old. I say 13 and 9. Projections, Sean. What did I tell you? The double-double guy now. Live with that. And w- the worst part about this whole thing is we can't revisit these numbers until, like, what, March probably? Yeah. Like, we're not going to see him on the floor yeah. for a while. But yeah. when it does happen, mark my words, 14 and 10. Double-double. Mm. All right, no, you know what? 14 this and 11. This is just ridiculous. 14 and 11. <laughs> All right, so... It's just a name, Sean. On both, on just both, a name. On both lists, no Celtic has, was, Are you taking was ranked D- in, the, in the top 10. So you're taking Oladipo over Kyrie Irving? ESPN is, not me. Mm-hmm. All right, what else All we right. In case you missed it, Brad Stevens said this week that Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward will not be on any time restriction to start the season, which also means that they will not rest on back-to-back nights. You hear that, Popovich? Stevens is not going that route. <laughs> Everyone's going to play. Everybody's healthy. <laughs> Well, is everyone going to play? Everybody going to play. Everybody going to play. Everybody going to play. Bang, bang! Lost my place. Well, in case you missed it, it's been confirmed. <laughs> Wait, real That's quick. Sean's boy. All right, go ahead. No, real quick. Real, we'll, real we'll quick. Talk real about quick. the list. Right, it's got to be, be real quick, though. I'm just going to say this. Joel Embiid, number nine? That's what I'm saying, man. A lot of people think that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's outside the top ten. It's not crazy. He's not that far away from that. A lot of people have him a top ten player, though. I'd probably put him at... I'd probably like 11. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's right, right outside. outside so then what are you complaining about? You make it sound like he's like number three or something. No, but ahead of... Ahead of um, well, that's I, accurate. He's the same guy that was upset that by one spot, Kyrie was listed over. Or oh, under. Right. And, you know, Horford. And if Horford was flipped and with Kyrie... Exactly. I was just going to say, right. if, I was, if I'm not mistaken, you just wanted them flipped. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, you lost your he's shit. Like, he's like, I'm losing my shit. Yeah, I was just going to say, you lost your shit over it. Jeez. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna take Irving. I'm gonna take Clay Thompson. I'm gonna take Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I'm gonna take Oladipo, not Butler, Paul George, 
Jokic overrated. Chris Paul, maybe. I don't know. Embiid, uh, number nine, that's a stretch. He's like, him and Jokic should be valued right around the same spot. So well, 12, just, 13, that's Jokic and Embiid. Mm, for me. One place with the Nuggets, one place with the Sixers. Yeah. Man. I mean, I'm I just, telling you, that I has everything it, to do with uh, it. I just find ridiculous. it interesting that there's no top 10 players from the Celtics and they're slated to go to the NBA Finals. It's, that's all. It's, that's all it's ludicrous. It's Ky- the fact that... It's just weird to me. Like, we can, I can say all I want about Kyrie Irving, you know, not being, like, the best to re-sign long-term, but he's still... In a in a paper ranking list, or at least right now, he's yeah. he's there. He's top ten player in the NBA when he's healthy. Which, by the way, let me just say this: this may be a little bit of preliminary writing on the wall. Maybe all the basketball writers are starting to see exactly what we're we've been talking about. <laughs> oh, should I drop the should I drop the joint? Is Kyrie Irving already on the way down? Mm. Why is all of a sudden, all of a sudden, when he was on the Cavs, the injuries didn't matter. Still a top 10 player in the NBA. Now, all of a sudden, it's been four years in a row where he's been struggling to play games and he's not in the top 20. But I don't think the top 20, bro. This is the thing. I can see that in the future, but for this upcoming season, you're telling me a minimally invasive surgery is going to do it? I I mean, like, look, he got his rest. I've heard that. He sat out. I think he's going to be fine, but moving forward, if something else pops up, right. that wouldn't That's that wouldn't shock me. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Well, in case you missed it, it's been confirmed that Sean's boy, LeBron James, will be filming a remake of Space Jam. Not quite sure how I feel about Bron Bron and Bugs Bunny in the same movie, but Sweet. I mean, who's going to make up the Monstars? I heard LeBron dies <laughs> in the movie. Bugs Bunny kills him. So it's a dark, it's a dark remake. Accident. So like, not even the monsters. No, did. no. At the, at the end, at the end, Bugs like, takes it's, him a, out. it's a tie game in overtime against the monsters, and they're like, you know what? Is Joel and B one of the monsters though? I hope so. But I hope Greek Freak. I hope somebody's a monster. I hope I hope Kyrie Irving's the monster. That's like, hey, we can finish overtime or. LeBron James, we can blast you off into space. <laughs> is this the beginning of LeBron's movie career? Um, well, he's a, he what was is he gonna in be? one movie that I thought he did a good job. He was pretty funny. He in, did a in, pretty um, good job in it. Yeah, you, it you liked it. I told, I, I've said this on here before. <laughs> what, I don't, what was it called? I'm forgetting. Trainwreck. 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 Yeah. I hate Amy Schumer pretty, more than anybody in the entire world. Yeah, you really Bill Hader. I love Bill Hader. And the fact that LeBron James is in there, it was sort of funny. Sort of funny. Well, the thing about LeBron in LA, obviously, we know he has the production company, what he's doing with HBO, but like, I, I don't know if it, can LeBron be a guy who just makes movies after movies. See, the thing movies? is, though, he's, he's voicing him. He's he has a um, is yeah. the animated film coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a Disney movie that's coming yeah. out that he's, he's uh, the small foot. I don't small know. Foot, it's yeah. just weird now. Yeah, he's just transitioned to like here's Hollywood. Here's LeBron, the thing about LeBron. And he hasn't even played a game, one game with the Lakers yet. He's, he's already he's already in the Hollywood. Can LeBron play spotlight small roles? And acting. That's like, it's also like you in the NBA. Can he be like a complimentary player? <laughs> can you be a role player? Yeah, can, can he be a role player? Can you be Marcus Smart? Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Acting. Let's see. Or will he be like, no, I want a LeBron James movie about LeBron James, and that's it. LeBron James is going to be starring in an action flick called Blade 4. <laughs> Jesus. I think that'd be Blade 5. Subscribe to us on all uh, social media outlets at Causeway Street. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and rate us. Yes, on. yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Please give us a rating on iTunes. All right. Yeah, rate us, motherfuckers. Come on, give us some ratings. Don't if just, that doesn't make you want to do it, I mean, what will at yeah, this point? I you mean, know? don't just drop comments on the YouTube channel, which you know we do appreciate, good and bad. You know, especially when you you know we get called stupid. It's it's great, but you know you can you can also rate us. It sounds like you don't appreciate it. Right? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Oh no! <laughs> all comments. Call me are stupid. Welcome. Call me stupid. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I no, know. no, seriously, it, it means a lot to us. Obviously, um, just for you know our what we're trying to do here with you know, iTunes ratings, good or bad, it helps. So please give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, you'll be doing us a solid. So yeah, and get that combine, baby. <laughs> you can also hit us up on our CosmoSheet.com <laughs> for the latest Celtics news, rumors, and opinions as training camp is just days away. Just Absolutely, can't wait. Media day away. Monday in. And we'll have plenty of coverage for you, of course, at CausewayStreet.com. Check us out uh, throughout the day and the days after media day. So next week, big week, guys, big week. Hey, next Friday, 
first preseason game. Bada bing, bada it's official. It's not even October yet. We got preseason Where's the preseason? Basketball. Where's the random preseason game going to be this year? Do we know? Cleveland. No, but what no, about no, like in round in... Charlotte's the first game. What about around in, Bo- in Boston? Is it going like to Charlotte. New Hampshire or Mohegan again? No, they stopped doing that on? ever since they reduced the yeah, schedule. Yeah, yeah. It's only so. four games now in the preseason. Yeah. When, oh. they, when they used to be like 10? Yeah. People, be, people Amherst are pissed. They'd, be, they'd go Word. to... Uh, yep. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys. They go to Foxwood. They go all over the place. I get it. Yeah. I just, I'm, just no, I'm say, sorry. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry we broke that. Just say no. We broke that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that's it for this edition of... In case you missed it. 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 Yeah, yeah. It is the Hornets. I'm getting yeah. ahead of myself. All right, Hornets Friday, Sunday. Michael Jordan donated at home, and then, and then and then it's the Cavs. Pretty good. Then it's the you Cavs. know why? Because that Cleveland game is on TNT. It is on TNT. Yeah, that's eight why. o'clock. Eight o'clock start. You know what's really funny is I uh, got a thing. So StubHub's trying to trick you right now. For the past like whatever years, Cleveland Boston was a big rivalry. Mm. Of course. So they sent me something in the morning, and I almost bought tickets to Cleveland versus Boston because they were like fifty nine bucks a ticket. I was like, what? Why? I was like, ah, no. You're like, do I want to see Kevin Love and Colin Josh Smith? Mm. No, Josh Smith. Wow, J.R. Smith. No thanks. Do I want to see Hennessy? You know, take the ball. Yeah. It's basically the run back out of bounds again. Yeah. 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 Well. Mm. Don't buy those tickets, guys. PSA no, from your Don't man. do it. I'm out. Don't do it. And on that note, <laughs> we up out of here, guys. Thank you once again for listening to an episode of the College Street Podcast. Peace. I like the trade that the Raptors did. I don't know. I'm not scared of Toronto. Of course you're not. You're a Boston fan. <laughs>